Devastating global events, the ongoing climate crisis, and the growing importance of ESG and sustainability data are all influencing investor behaviors. A recent survey by Morningstar's Indexes and Morningstar Sustainalytics asked asset owners to share their thoughts on the changing investment landscape. Broadly speaking, issues related to the the market environment, regulatory confusion, the need for improvements in ESG data and ratings and indexes were really among their top concerns. You know, the regulatory part of it, I, I think, is a significant challenge because what they told us was that there was both a lack of clarity and rising costs related to ESG regulation. Essentially, despite the persistent implementation challenges, allocations to ESG strategies are increasing. Despite big promises, carbon emissions from some of the world's largest food companies are trending in the wrong direction. Morningstar Sustainalytics Climate Solutions team looks at how food companies can go beyond targets to meet their net zero ambitions. The implementation of Europe's Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive could be a watershed moment for corporate sustainability reporting, but are companies ready to provide the information investors and regulators are asking for? We'll be looking at these issues and more in this episode of ESG in Conversation. I'm your host, Melissa Chase. Let's dive right in. In 2023, Morningstar Indexes and Morningstar Sustainalytics released their second annual Voice of the Asset Owner Survey. The goal was to find out what issues were top of mind for asset owners and how global events were affecting their investment worldview. Not surprisingly, responses included topics around ESG, climate, and regulations. To share more about the findings, I'm joined by Thomas Koo, head of ESG strategy at Morningstar Indexes. Hi, Thomas. Thanks very much for uh, inviting me today. This is the second annual Voice of the Asset Owner Survey from Morningstar. So for our listeners who may not be familiar, what were you trying to learn from the survey? The premise of this is that asset owners matter. And when we're talking about asset owners, we're talking about pension funds, sovereign wealth funds, foundations and endowments. Uh, And they control a huge volume of assets and they deploy them in large chunks. And what they think and how they invest is very influential in the marketplace. According to Willis Towers Watson, the assets under management, the top 100 asset owners totaled over $23 trillion at the end of 2022. And that's a lot of money. The majority of it is in pension funds. And then another big chunk is in sovereign wealth funds, but also foundations and endowments, as I mentioned, and OCIOs. And the the interests of asset owners really drive the investment value chain. Right, Their investment policy statement dictates the activities of consultants and asset managers. So we wanted to get sort of into the minds of asset owners to learn what motivates them and particularly what their views are about sustainable investing. And given our common interests, Morningstar Indexes and Morningstar Sustainalytics joined forces with a survey firm um, called Opinium to survey 500 global asset owners from 11 countries. And again, you know, this is a fairly sizable representation, somewhere between 10 and $11 trillion worth of assets under management at these asset owners. Yeah, that's quite uh, impactful. So what did asset owners say was top of mind for them when they were thinking about their investments? Well, we sort of start with a, a fairly wide aperture when we talk to them. And the first thing we look at is sort of what the macro trends 
that's affecting them the most are. So that would be things like inflation and monetary policy, geopolitical issues like war, for example. You know, a couple of years ago, the first year we did the survey, it was uh, we started talking to them uh, right after the war in Ukraine began, and that created all kinds of issues and risks uh, in and of itself. And, you know, today we have yet another war mm-hmm. uh, going on in the Middle East, climate change. So we want to know what the trends are. We want to know what's working for them and what isn't. You know, what are the hurdles they face? What are the emerging issues they see in their world? And as a service provider, we want to discover what we can do to make asset owners' lives easier when it comes to implementing their sustainable investment policies. And that could be around data, indexes. You know, we want to find out what they care about, what are their pain points, what keeps them up at night. Mm -hmm. So as universal owners of the global financial markets, how do asset owners say that they're looking at particularly environmental, social and corporate governance issues or more broadly sustainability issues in their portfolios? One of the aspects of this survey is that we do it year after year. And of course, for the last year was the second year. So we did it literally year after year. This year will be the third year. But what we're doing is developing a sort of a time series trend line view of of what their thinking is. And last year, the results show that two thirds of asset owners believe that ESG has become more material to investment policy in the last five years. To the extent that it's material, it's part of their fiduciary duty. And that's really, I think, a pretty powerful finding here. When we drill down into sort of the E, S, and G pillars separately, it turns out that the environment uh, of the three of them is the most important. And again, uh, we asked them, has it become more material in this case in the past year? And they said the environment was the most material. But broadly speaking, issues related to the the market environment, regulatory confusion, the need for improvements in ESG data and ratings and indexes uh, were really among their top concerns. And, you know, the regulatory part of it, I, I think, is a significant challenge because what they told us was that there was both a lack of clarity and rising costs related to ESG regulation. Uh, and those were sort of cited as particular pain points. And I think as as regulation proceeds and more and more jurisdictions regulate, you're going to find asset owners and, and other investors are really sort of caught in the middle if there's any inconsistencies among the regulations. The last thing um, we found that that to me was very promising is that uh, essentially, despite the persistent implementation challenges, allocations to um, ESG strategies are increasing and uh, environmental issues are really driving what's material to them. And in, in particular, issues related to climate and net zero. Terrific. So you mentioned earlier that in the survey, we also asked about asset owners' need from ESG service providers like Morningstar Sustainalytics. So what did they say that they needed from service providers like us? Yeah, well, it, it, the, the results have been fairly consistent for these first two years, and I expect it will continue like this. This is a very uh, rapidly evolving field. And at the same time as their criticisms, which I'll mention uh, in a moment, asset owners ex- express the view that ESG data ratings, indexes, and tools have gotten either 
somewhat or a lot better in the past five years. And um, the combined somewhat or a lot better was you know, somewhere between 63% and 66%, depending on whether you were talking about data ratings or indexes. But they also said there's work to do. There's some sense of, you know, that what they're getting works for them, but they expressed a desire for more accurate, more timely, and more objective data. You know, those were the top three of of sort of what they want, you know, the kind of the characteristics that they were looking for in the improvements. And I, I think it's important to understand that sustainable investing practices have evolved organically over the past 20 or so years. And in recent years, the field is really transitioning from voluntary to regulated disclosure, for example, and from proprietary standards of service providers to global standards like ISSP. So again, I, I think it's a rapidly evolving field. I think practices are changing. I think technology, for example, is going to have an increasing, particularly AI, will have an increasing impact. And asset owners um, expect service providers to adapt to these changes, to the you know changing conditions, and provide them with services that reflect the state of the art and the state of play in the field. Yeah, so I guess we have some some work to do to keep up with our asset owner clients. To round out here, Thomas, is there anything else that you think our audience needs to know about the survey findings or, you know, just sort of what asset owners have been voicing over the past couple of years that we've asked them? Yeah, I, I think reading between the lines, what we're hearing is that sustainable investing is here to stay, number one. It's part of how they do, how asset owners do what they do. Not every asset owner, of course, but the ones who have convictions about ESG and sustainable investing. So it's here to stay and they're committed to it, right? That's what was reflected in the fact that, you know, despite the challenges, their allocations are increasing. And I think ESG analysis provides insights into material risks and opportunities and is consistent with fiduciary duty. So now it's really become part of best practice in asset management. And so the investors, the asset owners who have really been driving this process over the last 30 years or so have really provided, I would say, the motivation for sustainable investing to become embedded in mainstream finance. Thanks, Thomas. A new analysis from Morningstar Sustainalytics Climate Solutions found that despite their promises, major food companies are not doing enough to meet their decarbonization targets. The analysis assessed the low-carbon transition risk of six major food companies, five based in the U.S., PepsiCo Inc., McDonald's Corp., Starbucks Corp., Tyson Foods Inc., and Chipotle Mexican Grill Inc., plus the Brazil-based JBSSA. For a company to be fully aligned to net zero, its implied temperature rise shouldn't be higher than 1.5 degrees. However, we found that if every company acted as the members of this group do, global temperatures would rise between 3.4 and 5.5 degrees Celsius. The best performer in the group was PepsiCo, with an implied temperature rise of 3.4 degrees Celsius. Despite currently missing the 1.5 degree target, the company's strong management of climate-related risks is taking it in the right direction. So what's Pepsi doing right? 
Well, there are a few things. First, Pepsi sets GHG emission targets and links senior management remuneration to their achievement. Second, the company includes an integrated carbon price in its strategy and uses climate-related scenario analysis. Third, Pepsi is the only company in the group that currently has a GHG reduction program in place for its suppliers. It's clear from the data that companies in the food industry are not keeping their emission reduction promises. However, with more ambition and innovation, they can turn things around and hopefully achieve their net zero ambitions. For those investors looking for more sustainability information from issuers, this next story will be good news. On January 1st, 2024, the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive came into effect in the European Union. The directive, also known as CSRD, applies to approximately 50,000 companies within the EU and another 10,000 companies worldwide. Its aim is to provide capital market participants with greater access to standardized, reliable, comparable, and granular corporate sustainability data. The hope is that with easier access and more detailed information, CSRD will make it easier to fulfill the reporting requirements of the Sustainable Finance Reporting Directive. The implementation of CSRD represents a major milestone in global sustainability reporting harmonization efforts, but companies' readiness to report on it varies greatly across regions. Roughly half of the EU domiciled companies in Morningstar Sustainalytics ESG ratings universe are assessed as strong performers in ESG reporting. Among companies headquarters outside of the EU, but that are likely to fall within the scope of CSRD, 97% of Australian insurers have very high reporting readiness, while only 22% of US companies are ready to report in line with the more stringent standards. Investors are demanding greater access to quality corporate ESG and sustainability data, so developments like CSRD are welcomed. For some companies, preparing to report under CSRD could be viewed as another regulatory burden, but it could also be an opportunity to develop more sustainable business models for the future. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, click the links in the show notes or visit sustainalytics.com. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Sustainalytics on X and Morningstar Sustainalytics on LinkedIn and Facebook. Have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover on the show? Email us at podcast at sustainalytics.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode of ESG in Conversation. Until next time. Copyright 2023 Sustainalytics, a Morningstar company. All rights reserved. Sustainalytics does not assess current market trends, legal or regulatory developments, but only opens on recent ESG relevant developments. The information and data contained herein are proprietary of Sustainalytics and or third-party content providers. These are intended for informational, non-commercial use only, and may not be copied, distributed, or used in any other way, including via citation. They are not directed to or intended for distribution to or use by India-based clients or users, and their distribution to Indian resident individuals or entities is not permitted. These do not constitute an endorsement of any product, project, investment strategy, or consideration of any particular environmental, social, or governance-related issues as part of any investment strategy, nor an investment advice or expert opinion are not part of any offering and do not constitute an offer or indication to buy or sell securities and have not been submitted to nor received approval from any relevant regulatory bodies. 
Sustainalinux assumes no responsibility for the reliability, completeness, or accuracy of any opinion provided herein, and makes no representation or warranty as to any of the information, including without limitation, any representation or warranty that the information or any portion of it is accurate, complete, or suitable for a particular purpose. Neither Sustainalytics or Morningstar nor its content providers are responsible for any damages or losses arising from any use of this information, and use is subject to conditions available at www.sustainalytics.com forward slash legal dash disclaimers.